In May of 2023, Southcom's Command Senior Enlisted Leader, Command Sergeant Major Jones, co-hosted the Senior Enlisted Leader Women, Peace and Security Seminar. In this iteration, with the Colombian Joint Command Senior Enlisted Advisor to the Chief of Defense of the Colombian Military Forces, Command Sergeant Major Consuelo Diaz. As the IADC's Gender Advisor, I had the great pleasure of engaging with Senior Enlisted Leaders from 15 nations. As a speaker and facilitator, I spoke to the importance of institutionalizing and operationalizing WPS in NCO and senior service colleges across the hemisphere, sharing some insights on how we've gone about it at the IADC. We also took the podcast on the road for this great event in Colombia. Part one of this bonus episode is in English, and we kick off with Command Sergeant Major Jones, who takes us back to the beginning, when this important effort first began. He provides background on how we all got to Santa Marta, shedding light on the next steps. We'll then hear from various participants representing Belize, Jamaica, Canada, among other great leaders who spoke to us, sharing their key takeaways from the event. We really hope you enjoyed this bonus content. Feel free to show your support by sharing this episode. Now, without further ado, you're listening to the IADC Podcast's bonus episode from Santa Marta. Good afternoon, Sergeant Major Jones, one of our co-hosts here at the Women, Peace and Security event. Can you please introduce yourself and also introduce the event? Thank you for uh, having a discussion with me. So I am Command Sergeant Major Ben Jones from U.S. Southern Command. And uh, this event is tr truly extraordinary because it's a sixth event that we have done to date. But this started back in uh, just a couple of years ago, and, uh, and we really wanted to illuminate the senior enlisted leader women uh, across the hemisphere. Uh, they bring so much uh, experience and talent and skills, and so we wanted to help them uh, illuminate those, those remarkable skills that they have. So this started back with, uh, like I said, a couple of years ago with me and Command Sergeant Major uh, Bueno when he was the uh, SEAC at the time for the Colombian Military Forces. and uh, But we needed a title. And what we came up with is uh, uh, Military w Women United uh, with a Common Purpose, Lead and Change into the 21st Century. Then we said, okay, let's, let's do this virtually. Let's do our first panel virtually. Now, of course, it was fitting because we were still into that COVID period. Uh, and so we... We conducted our first panels, uh, which was extraordinary. Uh, so the first panel was empowerment, empowerment of women. Not only that, the empowerment of women, but they get to share some of their challenges while serving and in, in, in wearing the uniform, uh, some of their achievements too, right? Because there's always success uh, when you're in such an amazing profession. Lesson learned, and, but most importantly, advice to the next generation of those women that are serving. And so panel two, we, we thought it was really good. Uh, virtually, we did it Zoom and uh, Facebook Live, and we had extraordinary people that dialed in. I think it was several thousand, uh, and it was remarkable. And so we, we wanted to try to collect some data to see if this was a, a good program moving forward, but it was the first one. So we thought maybe we'll do another panel and, and see and whether or not this is worth pursuing. 
meaning a way, an idea to help illuminate these extraordinary women. So panel two, we titled as Exporting Professionalism and Contingency Operations, uh, which means combat operations, peacekeeping, uh, deployments, uh, border and inner security, and humanitarian assistance disaster relief response. And not surprised uh, to us, but uh, really surprised a lot of folks. But a lot of these women have been on these type of deployments uh, and or responses. And uh, that just, I mean, once again, amazing. A lot of people uh, dialed in. Uh, we were very excited. We started collecting some data and we realized uh, with those two panels alone, and I believe they're about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour 20 long. So just imagine, just under three hours, we've reached over 150,000 people on social media platforms. So we thought that was extraordinary. Like, okay, I think we're on to something. But it, was just, it, it wasn't about the numbers. It was about folks wanting to, to hear, hear other women, and really uh, hear them with the same challenges that they had and the same achievements or, or challenges, some of the lessons learned that they all shared. And so we continued on with the third one, which is uh, exporting professionalism through cyber uh, space and intelligence operation. And I tell you, these, these women that were the panelists, they were amazing through those three areas uh, and how they led their, their service members. Uh, so that was really extraordinary to hear. Fourth panel was, uh, it was due to popular demand, right? They wanted to hear more about some of the women's challenges uh, and achievements and lessons learned. And, and once again, I think they were really wanting advice for the next generation. uh, But that was remarkable as well. Uh, Fifth panel, uh, and this is now uncoiling out of COVID. Uh, We started to also kind of put this together with Sergeant Major Bueno and Sergeant Major uh, Diaz. And this, the the first one, we called it a hybrid event because uh, we still had some countries that really couldn't travel due to some of their COVID restrictions, uh, but others they were able to. So we did this in Bogota. And uh, the Colombians picked the topics, the, the panels, and, uh, and the topics were those panels uh, was professional development of, of women in the force and uh, developing integrity within the force. And I tell you, it was, uh, we had, I think, nine, maybe 10, nine countries. Uh, unbelievable. The place was packed. And then all the folks that came in and briefed, uh, all those that had some form of women peace security program. So it was really extraordinary to start planning for what would the next one be like. And, and we didn't want to take away the virtual aspect of it because we also wanted that to be reached. Uh, and so once that has happened, uh, we came here. And, but it was the, the chief of defense from Colombia. It's like, you know, expand it. Go, go beyond Bogota. And uh, I thought that was pretty impressive. So this is what landed us here in Santa Marta. And, uh, and, and we sent the invites, uh, but we had 15 that came. And we had uh, some of our allies, too, as far way up North America from Canada into the U.K. that, that, uh, that came. So we were very fortunate to have that. And we talked about three topics that's really affecting us all, uh, no matter what flag you wear on your shoulder, and that's recruitment and retention, 
and that's build your team and organizational change. Due to the complexity of the globe and the challenges, uh, foreseeing challenges that's out there. But I tell you, uh, these events are truly monumental because it allows uh, to step towards promoting an environment where rank and positions are not just granted because of a person's gender, but because of their talent, experience, skills, and the ability to lead in the most demanding positions in the senior enlisted leader uh, levels. And like I said, the goal, the goal was to illuminate these extraordinary senior enlisted leader women who had the potential to lead in positions of greater responsibility, just like their male counterparts across the military force. Why? Because they've displayed the leadership traits and experience to make ethical decisions uh, based off their values and standards of profession of arms. And so not only that, but they also demonstrated the ability to think critically in leadership roles at the tactical, operational, and strategic level ultimately improving the readiness and the health of the force uh, within the organization. And so we're super proud. I think this was an extraordinary hit, uh, and we're looking forward to doing another one. And so by having a lot of these senior enlisted leaders uh, from these countries, uh, you know, we are already started getting some requests to do this and co-host this in their country. And so it's just, it's, it's really important, right, At the end of the day, um, because everybody should be, if you have the talent, the experience, the skills, the attributes, to lead. Give the the women the opportunity to leave, and they will not disappoint. Thank you so much, sir. I can attest to how amazing this event has been. And I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for inviting me as the gender advisor for the leadership at the Inter-American Defense College, as well as my colleague, Darin Senes, who is the gender advisor for the Inter-American Defense Board's Secretariat. We were very pleased to have the opportunity to present together at this amazing event, and we have learned a lot that we're going to be able to take back to our respective organizations as well. Yeah, so thank you, and expect the invite for the next one. You guys did a phenomenal job uh, doing a briefing. And I tell you, what I've heard, a lot of folks that talked about all these briefings. So a lot of folks are walking away with information and knowledge that they, they never had. Just knowing that you all were able to contribute, not just through the podcast, but be a part of this. So expect that invite for the next one. Looking forward to it for sure. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, thank you. Welcome to the IADC Women, Peace, and Security podcast. Could you please introduce yourself and your role currently? Yes. Um, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. I am Command Sergeant Major Lisa Furry. I am the Command Sergeant Major for the Florida Army National Guard Recruiting and Retention Battalion. Excellent. Could you please tell us some takeaways from this event that you're bringing back home to Florida? Absolutely. Um, uh, there's so much to talk about. So I can just tell you that my takeaway from this is to uh, bring the like-minded issues from every country together, discuss them, because every country has a different way of addressing our issues. But I can tell you that for me, making these contacts and empowering the women and the men 
to work together. I've seen a lot of collaboration between the men and women that I didn't see before. So I can tell you on the implementation side of it is that from my last experience, there was a lot of resistance uh, for change, especially from the higher level. And our soldiers and our leaders saw that the other leaders were willing to embrace this change to incorporate women into higher positions of responsibility and combat roles, not just the admin or the medical, and that they were very successful physically, mentally, emotionally uh, capable of handling the task and sometimes did it better. How can we be better leaders? So I'm going to tell you open, honest, transparent communication with our soldiers and our leadership at every single level. If we don't bring that uh, issue, if we're not talking about what's going on in an honest form, we're never going to be able to, to fix our issues. I can tell you that it, it also, by talking, it also gives us an, and gains confidence within a uh, progressively strengthening and implementing solutions that will also help codify every single uh, area from the lowest enlisted to the highest enlisted and also bridge that gap with between enlisted and officers. Um, sometimes the officers have to be the one to show the enlisted ranks that they're willing to embrace that change. I also think that it's creating growth and continued opportunities to improve family readiness programs, um, accommodate leadership opportunities, uh, create upward mobility, financial empowerment, not just for the women and the single mothers, there's also single fathers, but I think when they show that a, a woman is willing to understand the role that they accept and willing to also promote the uh, collaboration between the men and the women, the men are also going to embrace that. Excellent. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon, my friend. Thank you for joining us here at the IADC's Women, Peace and Security podcast. Can you please introduce yourself? Yes. Good afternoon. Um, my name is Warrant Officer Class 1, Wilfredo Mahano. I'm the Force Sergeant Major for the Belize Defense Force. Thank you. You and I have been in various working groups together, and I really enjoyed everything that you had to contribute there. Could you tell me what you are taking away from those exchanges and that you wish to bring back to Belize, but are also very satisfied, as I think you should be, of what you have been able to teach others and share with others during these uh, opportunities? Uh, let me first start by giving thanks to Southcom for the invite. It's an honor and a pleasure for for us as the four sergeant major being in the male domain to be here giving the support to women, peace, and security. Uh, we are here to empower uh, when it comes to the women, peace, and security. And we had different workshops, different groups. And what is the takeaways is that the new generation are very eager of learning They, they want leadership, they want a change, and they want the empowerment. And us as the senior enlisted in our organization must embrace that bridge that is needed when it comes to the empowerment of the women in our armed forces. Excellent. 
Can you please quickly touch on two things that you shared with us in the group? One of them, uh, the Wonder Woman Challenge, what that's about and why it was created. And then tell us about uh, the changes that were necessary in the jungle course that you impart. Right. So in Belize, uh, we have uh, Wonder's Woman Challenge that is being done annually. Um, it started a couple years ago where we bring the different females from different departments to form a team that they do rigorous training. They go through an obstacle course. They go through some common um, obstacles. And then they go and compete with the different organizations. For example, the Coast Guard of, of Belize as well. So, And what that does is to showcase the, the woman qualities and skills that they are just not a woman but they are physically and mentally fit as well. And also in terms of organizational change, you mentioned the jungle course and why was there a need for changing the way that this course takes place? So Belize has the one of the most unique jungle warfare instructor course in the entire region and we have extended to the international partners for them to be a part of. But it's also a prerequisite for promotion. And we found challenges that females were facing that they could not be promoted because of not meeting the prerequisites of attending the jungle warfare instructor. So the commander, uh, General Luria, made the decision that we're going to have a jungle warfare basic course that can accommodate the females of the Belize Defense Force to attend, and that becomes the prerequisite for them to pro for promotion. So that has been an organizational change which has impacted the Army and also other countries are looking at the way how we do business when it comes to the empowerment of our women in our armed forces. Thank you very much. That speaks to looking at the structural changes and barriers that need to be addressed with a gender perspective, a gender lens. And that is an excellent example of that. And your force is stronger because of it. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today at the IADC's WPS podcast. Could you please briefly introduce yourself and uh, tell us more about your role? Thank you very much. Good morning. I am Warrant Officer Class 2 Rose Lewis from the Jamaica Defense Force, and I have over 25 years of service. Currently, I'm employed at the Joint Information Operations Center, which is JIOC, as an analyst. Thank you very much. Could you please tell us how this event has helped you understand more about women, peace, and security, and your main takeaways as you go home? Okay, thank you for that question. I must say that I am very much delighted, and I am so happy and appreciate the fact that I have gotten the opportunity to have shared here with um, other women across the, the, the various countries as it relates to the women, peace, and security. Uh, I must say that three main takeaways, among others, that I have taken from this seminar is basically that um, I have realized that women as leaders in the force, they are empowered basically to um, strive for a, 
and for a better army, and we are passionate about what we do, and I'm sure that I can attest to that the others are the same. The next point is that I would have taken or realized that despite the fact that we are from various countries, I realized that we are all working to aim at the same goal, the same objective in being that better leader, right? And this would lead me to my third point. I was happy to have been a part of the panel which speaks to organization change. And I can assure you that I have been equipped with a vast number of information that I would um, be able to take back to my country, and I would have those information um, added to what we have already existent, in existence so we can be able to have a more friendly environment as it relates to women in the army. And I am sure that we can pave the way for the younger generations who are expected to carry on the mantra, the mantra and that would be more in an effective and efficient manner. Also, I would like to uh, see in the future where we... Um, invite other women from other entities to to attend these seminars so as they would understand the role that women plays in the JDF and also the younger um, females who are looking forward in joining the JDF, they would be more appreciative of the fact that they will all be included in all aspects and not just administratively. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us here at the IADC's Women, Peace and Security podcast. Could you please introduce yourself briefly? Sure. Good afternoon. My name is Chief Warrant Officer Renee Hansen. I'm from the Royal Canadian Air Force. I'm currently the Wing Chief Warrant Officer of 8 Wing CFB Trenton. Thank you. Could you tell us now this event, what has it meant for you? What takeaways are you willing to and or excited to take back home and put into practice? Oh, there's so many things. This event was uh, an incredible opportunity to come together with other senior leaders from various countries around the world uh, in our hemisphere and, and really connect as people and, and talk about the things that are important and, and those challenges so when I sat and uh, reflected at the end of the day about you know all of the things that we discussed and what went on, I have to say that the conversations that were generated by the three principal topics of recruitment and retention, organizational change, and building a team, uh, along with the follow-on really thought-provoking questions and breakout sessions, uh, it just reinforced to me that the conversations are important and that they need to continue. And do you think that there are any challenges that were addressed and that you found some new approaches that Canada might be able to learn from or that Canada has been able to exchange that information with the other countries? Yeah, it really reinforced to me that, you know, from where Canada was in 1970 to where we are today in 2023, we, we've done tremendous work and we've come a long way but there's still more work to be done. And I think when we're talking about women, peace, and security, the work really never is done. We are forever changing environment and world and globe, and, and we need to be able to adapt and adjust and, and change as, as things progress around the world. 
Anything else you would like to add from your experience here? From my experience here and, and sitting with so many incredible senior leaders, um, it's just really reinforced that as senior leaders of our various militaries, it's on us. Um, we hold the responsibility uh, to challenge ourselves and others to acknowledge and be aware of any biases that we may have or stereotypes or blind spots and to continuously seek that self-improvement and self-growth and that growth of a mindset if we're ever really truly going to realize the potential that every member of our forces have with the end state being that every member that comes into our forces feels that they are valued and empowered and can show up as their authentic self. Excellent. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good afternoon. Could you please briefly introduce yourselves for our IADC audience? Yes, good afternoon. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm Chief Master Sergeant Jennifer Vasquez. I am the Security Forces Manager for the Puerto Rico National Guard. Good afternoon, and thank you for having me as well. So uh, I'm Chief Warrant Officer 5, Sandra Bello, and I am the Command Chief Warrant Officer. Uh, it is an honor to be here as well. Thank you. Now, could you tell me your main takeaways from this event. It's been a great event full of amazing panels and working groups. Uh, but as you go home, what are the main lessons learned and best practices that you're taking with you? The first thing that shocked me when I got here, and this is my first time participating in an event like this, was the, the level of support that women were receiving for, from all nations. There was no single woman present here representing their country by themselves. There was either additional women with them or males with them supporting that. So that shocked me once I got here and saw the tables and the organization of the, of the event. Then the ability that we had to network with each other, it was very, very moving how I got to learn a little bit about each of the members that were here and how they're working towards the inclusiveness of females in their armed services. So as we were getting presented with the certificates and all that, I had a story for each member that was coming up. So even though it was a short event, it was very effective on how we got to work together as one team, one family that is, has a common goal. So that's what I want to take back home. I want to show everybody and tell everybody how if 15 nations can do it together, our organizations can definitely do it. So I would like to uh, echo what my counterpart has said. Uh, so as a Colombian national working for the U.S. government, uh, it was a surreal event for me just seeing how you know, our countries are united and collaborating together and we're bringing the entire hemisphere to collaborate in identify all of our challenges. Some uh, all very similar. Some of the countries are a little bit more advanced than others uh, in the creation of women, peace, and security and the advancement of women in the military. Nonetheless, uh, the experiences that we shared uh, amongst ourselves, and we were very op open uh, to many discussions from you know, integration of women into, into armed services, uh, in combat arms, uh, 
creating families, how to do and you know how to do that. It's very difficult as a woman, nonetheless. Uh, we are given this, those opportunities, and we're taking advantage of those opportunities. Uh, and uh, it's an education process for all the countries. Uh, and sharing those experiences will help each of the countries that participated here to build their own platform and identify some of the changes that they have to do in order to continue to uh, recruit and not just recruit, but retain and train uh, women in the military. Uh, we all recognize the importance of having uh, diversity in our teams, and we're all working towards it. And I think what makes it very important that we're coming together is that our government recognizes it, our senior leaders recognize the importance, and they all show presence. And that's very important, and that sends a message uh, for all the other countries to follow as well. Thank you both so much for being here with us today and sharing those excellent reflections. Thank you.